0: Not every kid that I've worked with, particularly those ones in youth detention, have um, words or things that remind them about their heart, like love, family, home. But what they do have, they do have a heart. Uh, I founded the Hoops for Health program 20 years ago for two reasons. One was my love of basketball and the other one was for the health needs of of our people aboriginal torres Strait Islander people um so I I, I I lamented on in a previous spun about a missed opportunity of going with the brisbane bullets in 1998 and i dwelled on it when i came home here in the mid 2000s so what i did rather than um, dwell on it i'm a bit of a realistic optimist i wrote a plan I wrote a bit of a plan on what i wanted to do with hoops for health and i wanted to um this was in 2005 but i wanted to bring it to fruition in 2006 hold an event here in darwin with or without the funding now hoops for health is a is a basketball program but it involves some health messaging um, use of health professionals basketball coaches um, the basketball is the catch All right, fast forward 10 years uh, to 2016 and over 10,000 young people had participated in the Hoops Valve program <laughs> um, across northern Australia. Um, it was around the same time in 2016 where the a bit of a controversial Four Corners program aired on TV about the kids in Dondale. And while I was watching that, I felt an obligation. One, because I, I'm already working with the young people. Uh, two, being a born and bred Darwin person. And three, I find myself um, solutions-based. So two weeks after that, I receive a phone call from, from Donda We want Hoops for Health India. This was back in 2016. And then I said to myself, give me the keys, unlock the gates, let me in. You know, that sounds crazy, right? But what it did do, because where the new Dondale is, is the old adult prison. And it and it brought back memories of me visiting my grandfather in the old adult prison in the early 80s. And at the time, to me, that felt normal. Right? And I'm not saying it is normal, but it just felt like that was a thing to do. My mum and dad, I remember at the time, they kept a pile, a pile of NT newspapers, for 30 years. No, he wasn't in there for that long. No, it was only a few months. And um, they kept one for every day because this is the pre-internet times. And, they, and so when he got out, he could read everything that was, was going on um, when he got out. So, um, yeah, unlock the gates. Let me in. I'm in. I'm in there now. Um, what does a session look like in there for me? Well, I go in on the weekends when it's hot, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. My whole idea is to get the heart rate up and get it moving. But I'm also thinking about the brain, all right? Um, And getting that, um, because we must remember where a lot of these young people, um, where their journey has come from. So I'm thinking heart and brain, we're moving. We're getting the heart rates up. We're getting you out of your comfort zone. But at the end of every session, uh, we'll sit in a circle and we'll finish with a celebration or a success story of a successful Aboriginal person right, to highlight the successes there. And it really is um, getting the brain, getting the heart rate moving, but getting a balance um, and some well being going through your brain so we create the safe environment for learning or having a bit of fun. Uh, to me, it took about two or three months to get traction and get the relationship going in there. They didn't know who I was, not only with the young people, but with the staff too. That connection um, for me, all right, straight away stems from who you are, who are you from, where are you from. I tell them I'm a local born and bred Darwin man with a connection to Warramungu country in Tennant Creek. And that's where the magic happens with the relationship. Straight away there. So my preparation before I go in, I walk in and I use it the same as if I was preparing for a basketball game, getting myself mentally focused, putting myself in a positive state of mind where these kids can feed off that as well. So my actions, my emotions, my body language has to be oozing positivity. All right? I'm only in there for two hours, so I've got to, I've got to um, get the best out of them That I can. And it's all about the relationships and the connections. But I look at the um, sign and and I kind of have a laugh to myself because it does say, do not enter. And here I am every week, week in, week out. And I added it up last week and it came to 526 sessions since 2016, uh, just going in there. And the key was seeing this familiar face. Familiar face. Combine with the heart and getting the brain to focus and just be calm, even though we want the heart rate up. Sounds sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? Um, so from what does my sessions look like, um, I'm going to share with you a couple of, couple of um, small, small short stories on what, what I do. The first one is the high five. So at the end of the session, We'll gather all the young people in a circle um, after we've done whatever we've done, some skills and drills. and We will just sit around and have a yarn, celebrate the success of someone. And then I'll say, I'm going now. So we'll give you a basketball high five. And then someone within the group will pipe up and they'll say, "Not to me. I'm getting out. I'll get out tomorrow. Well, come here then and give me another high five. Okay? Now, within that time... From the saturday or the sunday to the next saturday or sunday the young person has been inside outside and back in again i see a lot of these young people on the streets here in darwin and the first thing i'll do is go over to them and i'll grab them hold them squeeze them and give them a big bear hug whisper in their ear Fucking come back, go back in there. All right, I'm sorry for kids in the audience, but that's what I'll say. And then I'll say, Timmy, you got two dollars, or can you shout me a feed? And I will buy them a feed, all right, I will give them a bus fare, but I, I'm not a rescuer, and I want to make that point. I'm not, I'm not a rescuer, all right. We'll talk about um, how we. How you can be a little lot smarter next time but well, that's what i do on the street and you get a bit of respect there um the other little mini mini story that i share with them is about a guy named buckley so a lot of these young people have been told and we've all heard the same buckley you've got no chance you got buckley's right a lot of us would have heard that 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 saying it actually stems from a real story of a convict um, and a lot of you will know this story, and I, I attribute it to a guy named Rusty Martin here in Darwin who told me to look it up. And William Buckley was a, was a convict who lived in a penal settlement in Victoria. And he looked at the local Aboriginal community in Victoria, the uh, local Koori community, who lived a couple hundred kilometres away, and he said to his mob, I want to go and live with with those mob. I like the lifestyle. I like that. At the time, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the average age back then, the early 1800s, was 30 to 35 years old. And sure enough, he's got his crew. His conv- the convict said, "You got no chance. You're going to live there." Well, William Buckley lived till 75 years old. So the saying "Buckley's chance" actually means you don't have a chance. You got a chance. And as we're telling the story to the group of young people, I have one white boy in the, little white boy in the in the group. And all the other boys there said to him, ah, you're Buckley, you're Buckley, right? And I said to him, I said, hey, calm him down. I said, hey, but Buckley was a survivor. He lived to 75 and he was learning off the other Aboriginal people there. All right, so it, I put a bit of a, Positive spin there on the Buckley's story there, meaning you don't have a chance. Uh, Buckley's chance means actually you do have a chance. To finish off, uh, we talk about mistakes and stepping over that line and going forward. I'm a doer. I tell them I make mistakes every day. We ain't growing or learning if we're not making those mistakes. And we use that analogy with the basketball court um, onto life stuff as well making mistakes we say is okay long as you learn learn from it. So the big thing for me to round off this story and, and finishing with those is going back to me dwelling on um, an opportunity that I passed up back in '98 for my Basel stuff working with these young people now um, and doing all these sessions I not only um, I, I not only missed an opportunity. I gain one. We're working with them. So thank you for listening to that that story.